Love the British monarchy? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the To Die For Daily podcast with Kinsey Schofield. Take it away, Kinsey. Hi, all. Kinsey Schofield here with the To Die For Daily podcast. And right now, at this very moment, as I record this podcast episode, Christo, Christo Fufas, my co-host on the Majesty podcast, is living his best life at the Madonna concert, the celebration tour. He's front row. I can not um guarantee that he has not thrown a pair of panties at the material girl i'm gonna have to confirm or you know i don't know we'll we'll see whether he confirms or denies the next conversation we have but we had such a fun conversation on his talk tv show on saturday morning about madonna's relationship with the british royal family how andrew morton um who wrote a both books about Madonna and Princess Diana has spoken about really Madonna's desire to be a royal and how she's made herself, you know, her own kind of American royalty. Uh, I'm going to play some of that conversation that Christo and I had with you in case you missed it, because I noticed it wasn't uploaded separately. That's fine. My feelings aren't hurt. That's fine. That's what we're here for. So Christo and I, I'm going to play some of that conversation, but just really quickly, on todayfordaily.com, I wrote this article on August 3rd of 2020, and it's called Princess Diana, Her Favorite Females. And we go into this, you know, um, I don't want to say friendship, but the, these both of these women were certainly intrigued with each other. And Madonna was one of Princess Diana's favorite females, but I'll read to you what I've written here. Morton revealed that Diana admired Madonna and appropriately Madonna wanted to be a princess. She, Madonna, has transformed herself into royalty, Morton told the LA Times. Minor royalty like Lady Helen Windsor. Learning of Diana's death from her Miami home, Madonna was said to be devastated. I was crying out, please, God, let her live. I felt outraged and helpless. I really freaked out, she told the Times in September of 1997. As much as I wanted to blame the press, we all have blood on our hands, all of us, even myself. I bought those magazines and I read them. I'm going to interrupt my my website here. I also found a really, I think it was from 1992, an interesting article. Madonna is dating Sean Penn at the time. And I'm sure jokingly, she offers Princess Diana, oh, it was 1992, because I think she's responding to Andrew Morton's book coming out, and Madonna actually offers her apartment to Princess Diana if she needs an escape. Um, So I always have so much fun stumbling upon those articles from forever ago, you know, in, you know, you're actually getting a sense of their thought process in the moment. There, you know, there's an authenticity to it, not somebody looking back on a deceased person and saying, you know, overly glowing things because they're no longer here and that's just what you do. You could see that there was a sincerity there. Madonna really um, sympathized with Princess Diana. And so here, just to continue from my blog, 
Madonna says, we all need people to look up to. The bravest and most dignified thing about Diana was that while she exposed herself to the public, she also said, I'm not perfect. I have my problems. I'm not saying I agree with everything she ever did, but what we need is not role models who say I'm perfect, but ones who say I'm flawed and I'm vulnerable and I'm going to try and change and be a better person. I have here two of the world's most famous blondes had one encounter thanks to Fergie Ferg. We discussed this a little bit with Christo. We must have talked for about 10 minutes. I said I always sympathized with her position and made some jokes that she was the only person who seemed to get more attention than me, Madonna revealed. She said, I think you handle the press better than I do. I said, you will have to get skin as thick as an armadillo. Madonna hurt for Princess Diana. She said, I sensed a kind of desperation from her and I realized that she just did not have the same kind of support system from friends as I have. And then right here on my blog, I go into this story that I also go into with Christo. Uh, Madonna invited to that infamous, notorious, celebrated White House dinner in 1985 where Princess Diana danced with John Travolta. Journalist James Whitaker said it was a very, very smart guest list. Madonna, who was originally invited, got a note from Nancy Reagan, which said, can you assure me that you won't wear something outrageous? Actually, it says specifically, can you assure me that you won't wear some outrageous dress? Madonna replied, no, she could not assure her. She was allegedly removed from the guest list. I have on my website, why was Nancy Reagan so allergic to happiness? So I'm going to go into this conversation with Christo here, and then I'm going to jump in and out because he asks me some questions and I go, ah, ah. so um, I'm just, I might jump in with some commentary here and there just to make sure that everything is a-okay and um, factually correct, if you don't mind. Talking of rare appearances from live performers we can't get enough of, it is, of course, Kenzie Schofield making a Saturday debut for us here on Talk TV. Morning, Kinsey. Christo, I wasn't kidding. I ordered a gold cone bra and one of those mics that comes out like this. I was ready for it. And then I got the email like six hours ago from Amazon saying it wouldn't be here for another two days. And I thought you're, this was going to be the most magic moment between Christo and I. He was going to fall in love with me. And unfortunately, that's not going to happen now. Well, Amazon, damn you, that, that, that is it. You have lost my custom now, Amazon, and you are going to suffer as a result of that. I'll tell you now. Jeff Bezos and you're, you're doing... He's probably got it. He's probably... He's wearing it, right? He's, he's probably throwing it on the cute little new fiancé exactly. right now. Exactly. Lauren Sanchez. She's probably wearing it now, and he's having the night of his life. You know, <laughs> mind you, you, what you've reminded me of now, my my, my parents, bless them, uh, they've got these two, th- th- these lovely dogs. And uh, one Christmas, I decided to dress. <laughs> I decided to dress Flo. Bless her heart. She's no longer with us, Flo. But I decided oh. to dress her as Lady Gaga. <laughs> I, I, I said she had, like, the sunglasses. I only put her in it for a minute for, like, a picture because I, I think actually dressing dogs in costumes for a long time I don't think is very nice. But she had the sunglasses and she had the microphone for Born This Way as well. Which yes. Is a big, fat Bichon Frise. So, um... I'm 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 in favour of that. Not that I am comparing you to a, a dog wearing a costume. Well, 
you know, you've done worse. So I would forgive you. I, I put together some fun Madonna stories today, but I did want to start with some, some current events in case anybody that loves us wants some current events, um, you know, to get their fix this weekend. Do you mind? No, 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 not, not at all. Not in the slightest. Let's talk about uh, uh, Prince William. And uh, well, we have a we have a broadcast date for the crown, right? Yes, the crown's coming out November fourteenth, part one. December sixteenth, I believe, for part two. Unless I'm getting those backwards. No, no. Uh, well, I don't think they're going to put part two out first, babes. Wait, I said November part one, and then December. Yeah, yeah. But you said if you've got that backwards, then that would mean that you've got part two oh, coming I, out. I meant I meant, I think maybe it's November 16th and December 14th. It might oh, be. Oh, that's what you meant. Those, uh, yeah. Oh, that's what um, you meant. I, I, thought that, wait, I but, thought you were saying they might put out part two first, which would be novel. Can confirm it's November 16th, part one. No, but you know, you were roped into a Twitter discussion this week, um, or I'm sorry, an X discussion, Elon, I apologize, because I tweeted this story about how Diana's ghost appears in the final season of The Crown, and someone asked, what are they going to do? Hold the seance, which is not exactly how it comes to fruition, but Di Diana's ghost apparently does appear to both Prince Charles, who's now King Charles, but Prince Charles in the show and Queen Elizabeth. She holds her hand. The ghost of Diana holds Queen Elizabeth's hand. Do you, um, do you, as ghosts? As as a ghost. So, no, no, so, somebody... so, so Queen, does, does she appear to Queen Elizabeth as well as appear to Prince Charles? Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. And she tells she she thanks Charles for the way he cries and responds to her dead body in the in the Paris hospital and, and calls him so handsome. I mean, it it just sounds very bizarre. But someone tweeted, "Are they going to hold a séance?" And I said, "Well, if the crown's not, Christo is." And you said one hundred percent, and I laughed so hard because it reminded me of our podcast where you did basically hold a séance. Yeah. If anyone doesn't know, and we'll do another one of those this week, we really must. Do I have some time this week? So let's record another one because we've we've just put one out, right? Of Majesty. Yes. Um, yes. But um, yeah, if anyone doesn't know, in one of our previous podcasts, when <laughs> it's quite difficult to explain, but when Prince <laughs> Harry in his book spoke about how he had used Elizabeth Arden eight-hour cream on his private parts in order to soothe them after they had frostbite in anticipation of his brother's wedding. When he opened the Elizabeth Arden cream and started to applying it to his todger, as he wrote in his book, um, I think we can say that tod the word todger. Um, th they're his words. Um, he said that that he was reminded of his mother because his mother used it. No, use no, it. he felt his mother in the room. Yeah, he Isn't felt his mother's said? presence. He felt his mother's presence when he was applying Elizabeth Arden eight hour cream to his private parts. So. Um, I decided, in the interests of research, that I will apply Elizabeth Arden eight-hour cream to my private parts during the podcast to find out whether they had any kind of soothing quality. You um, didn't feel that way. I didn't you, the, feel that way. I had to spoiler get, alert. I had to get a wet wipe immediately, which is why I'm against them being banned, incidentally, because who knows when you might need one. Um, but I have to be honest, Diana appeared to me 
She did. No, she did not. She did. She appeared to me. She was. In, I felt she was in the room with me when I did that, you know. Are you a writer for The Crown? Because that's a terrible story. <laughs> well, it's the one they're doing. I mean, is it, I know. Is it disrespectful? I think oh, I think it borders not, on... Not our podcast where I applied Elizabeth Arden I mean, cream to myself. That clearly, clearly that is. Clearly, clearly that, that is. That is. <laughs> There's no question there. Um, but when it comes to the crown, I think we're more offended by it because we remember this. We remember how we felt when we lost her, and it was devastating. But according to the Daily Beast, Prince William is totally sickened by this plot line. They say that his friends have told the Daily Beast that he refuses to watch the new season of The Crown, that he's appalled by the, the idea. However, friends of King Charles and the Queen Consort Camilla are totally not bothered by it. I mean, not necessarily the Diana storyline, but The Crown in general is something that they have digested and they're over it. Uh, you know, this article in the Daily Beast goes on to talk about Queen Camilla at a charity event, joking about um, Emerald, is it Emerald Fennell? Am yes. I saying her name? Emerald Fennell. 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 Fennel being in the same room there, you know, in case you know, something happened, her stand-in was there. So they're just unbothered by it. Uh, you know, the source says that Prince William will not be watching, but he's sickened by it. And then you can't help but, you know, be reminded that this, again, is Harry's employer. This is who puts money in Prince Harry's pockets. Well, Lady Diana, the, 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 the Diana Princess of Wales, um, she is no longer King Charles's wife. There is no longer really that connection other than her being the mother of, 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 of his children, whereas she will always be William's mother, always. So you're right, he is always Prince William's mother. So always they are, that connection is going to be um, there. And uh, if you are to read this and, and, and hear about it, on a serious note, I, I can see why William thinks that this is really scraping the barrel crass, crass. It's just just additional details according to the telegraph the late princess will be shown talking to the prince of wales and queen elizabeth in the days after her death apparently she thanks prince charles for breaking down and crying at the morgan paris and says thank you for it it shouldn't this is cosmopolitan it shouldn't be at the morgan paris she was never at a morgan paris cosmo fact check Thank you for how you were in the hospital. So raw, broken, and handsome. I'll take that with me. Meanwhile, the Daily Mail claims she also muses, you know I loved you so much, so deeply, so painfully too. That's over now. It will be easier for everyone with me gone. Kind of a horrible line. It will be easier for everyone with me gone. The Telegraph reports that the ghost of Diana also appears in a scene with the Queen, during which she says, as long as anyone can remember, you've taught us what it means to be British. Maybe it's time to show you're ready to learn, too. What does that even mean? One Netflix source puts it after her death, Diana appears as part of an inner dialogue in separate scenes with Prince Charles and the Queen, who are both reflecting on their relationship with the late princess. These sensitive and thoughtful, imagined conversations seek to bring to life the depth of emotion after such a tragedy struck at the heart of the family. But you're right, does this, my question is, and you just touched on it, does this put Harry, Prince Harry's connection to Netflix under more scrutiny? Because, of course, Harry is now being paid by this network that is putting out 
um, the crown. And I wonder as well whether the production team of the crown they actually feel that they can push the envelope a little further with the crown now because they almost have the endorsement of one of Diana's children. You know, maybe they feel that they can go a step further because they've got Harry in their pocket now. You know, it's it, it's Harry is on Team Netflix. Well, and he did endorse it. Remember, he told James Corden that he didn't have a problem with it because it was so fake. It's fake. You know, he was just like, well, it's not real. So do you so think I that the producers have said, well, you know what, Let, let's just throw everything at this. Let, let's have a, let's get those headlines with a Diana ghost scene because, look, Prince Harry is on board with it. So how can anyone now complain? I think if we are being honest with ourselves, and we haven't really delved into this conversation too much, but seasons one and two were biblical. They were an absolute masterpiece. I The last season I loved and watched multiple times was season four, but it did feel like season five, uh, I didn't really, it didn't really connect with no, me. No, same season, here. Yeah, and so I do, I do feel like maybe we're getting overexcited about something that's gonna be quite boring. Remember yeah. tampon on, on, you know, in season five, boring. It was a blimp, blimp, blink and you'll miss it. So I do think we might be getting worked up over something that it's a blink and you'll miss it moment. Which, which but the was idea the, of it in general? The, the, yeah, I think the, the, the glorious seasons for me are one to four. The Thatcher mm. season with, with, with Gillian uh, 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 Anderson and, and Olivia Coleman, brilliant. Um, the season previously, but I, I thought the first four were absolutely great. But, um, yeah, absolutely, season five for me just left me just, just uninspired and I found it a little bit dull and I didn't like the casting. Anyway, no one, other than Elizabeth Debicki as Diana, who I thought was, was very good, but the rest of the casting just left me a, a, a bit cold. And now a word from our sponsor. Let's talk about um, the connections. You've done some great research this week. I didn't realise there were so many connections between Madonna and Princess Diana. Well, and I, I don't, I didn't put this down because I just remembered it. But Andrew Morton worked with both of them on books, which I think is interesting too. Um, you know, Andrew Morton wrote a book about Madonna, and he wrote Princess Di. He wrote his most famous book is actually about, um, you know, Princess Diana. Then they worked secretly on on that together. Oh, well, see, I've never, um, I've never read the, Madonna. I've never read the Madonna book by Andrew Morton. I've read the one by J. Randy Tarabarelli which um, he was the famous biographer of, of Diana Ross. Uh, he wrote Call Her Ms. Ross, which is the Diana Ross biography. The, the J. Randy Tarabarelli one is brilliant about Madonna. I mean, she comes across as an absolute, ruthless, man-using, complete word I won't use on the radio. Um, and you just think, my God, I'm not surprised you made it because you were absolutely ruthless. Um, so, OK, I did Go on. Now I've got to read that. That sounds amazing. It is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So, so Andrew Morton wrote a Madonna book, and um, he also obviously wrote um, Diana, her true story. Right. And so he talked about how the reason that uh, Madonna admired Princess Diana was because she always wanted to be a princess. And he speaks about how she transformed herself into royalty. Um, but she was devastated when Princess Diana died. She talked to the Times about crying out, please God, let her live, and how she felt outraged and hopeless and really freaked out. 
and wanted to blame the press. And remember, she did that amazing speech. I believe it was at the MTV Awards right after the death of Princess Diana. Thank you. Before, um, before I introduce the next band, I just would like to take a moment to talk about what happened to Princess Diana. I am not, hold up. Um, I'm not gonna stand up here and rant and rave about the paparazzi or the irresponsible behavior of the editors of all the tabloids, because even if they never change, there's still something that all of us can do. It's time for us to take responsibility for our own insatiable need to run after gossip and scandals and lies and rumors. <laughs> to live vicariously through other people's misery. And it's time that we realize that everything that we say and do has an effect on the world around us. That we are all connected, that we are all one. And until we change our negative behavior, tragedies like this will continue to occur. Uh. But she said that we all had blood on our hands because we were all purchasing those magazines and those newspapers, and we really fed that need for gossip about her. Um, but she did say that she described Diana as brave and dignified while she exposed herself to the public. Um, she said that she thought that it was interesting that Diana was so vulnerable and sometimes problematic. But my favorite story comes from James Whitaker. I don't know if you followed his royal commentary growing up over there, but I, I he's just kind of a, a really a, a hoot. He's a character and he says, that Madonna was actually invited to that very famous White House dinner in 1985, where you had Clint Eastwood, you had uh, John Travolta, you had with uh, Diana. Yes, yes. So Madonna was invited to that dinner, and uh, Princess Diana desperately wanted her to be there because Diana loved, you know was like a enamored with pop culture and kind of enamored with celebrity. So Nancy Reagan writes Madonna a letter and says, can you assure, assure me that you won't wear something outrageous, that you won't dress outrageously? Madonna simply replies, no. And Nancy Reagan removes her from the guest list. Can you imagine? You know, that that, that was a, a silly move by Nancy Reagan because I genuinely believe that Madonna would not turn up to the White House wearing, you know, a cone bra until she's told she can't. Until she's right, told exactly. she can't. But I also think, was that a silly move by Madonna not just to suck it up to be a part of one of the most famous... 80, you know, in the, in the 1980s, that is one of the most famous pop culture moments in American history. Yes, but I think that she was so egotistical at that point. I mean, she's quite egotist now, but I think at that point she was so self-consumed and so believed the hype and was so such a nightmare that she probably um, didn't even think beyond herself when she turned down that invite. That, 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 that's what okay. I would think. If I ever got had the privilege of talking to her, I would ask if she regrets that evening. However, she did meet Diana. She had about a 10-minute conversation with her, thanks to Fergie, 
Fergie invited Madonna to an event where she spoke to Diana. They both exchanged, you know, um, kind of stories about how crazy the press can be. Madonna told Princess Diana she needed to grow skin as thick as an armadillo. And Madonna wanted Princess Diana to host the screening in London of Evita, which would have been amazing. Uh, that never came to fruition, but that was what uh, what Madonna had hoped. Um, but well, so I, she I does talk about just working it constantly you know look i want to be your friend i want to give you some advice but look i've got this great premiere coming up for a movie i want to be a hit do you mind hosting it at kensington palace stick on some sausage rolls um you know you know a couple of pigs in blankets would, would you mind a bit of cheese on a stick would you mind would you mind die doing that for me but 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 diana was into it because she liked madonna too I think she thought she was sexy and fierce and, you know, very courageous. Um, so she, you know, kind of ate up that that attention. No, I, I, I don't doubt it. And, of course, you say that Madonna wanted to be royalty. There's a really famous photograph, I'm not sure if you've seen, when they are at the castle where they got married, where uh, 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 Diana... Uh, where, where, sorry, Madonna and Guy Ritchie got married... And this was when Madonna sort of really calmed down and started being... She moved to London, she became a very good wife. She actually entered, I think, one of her, her, her best creative periods as well. And um, there is a picture of them the night before the wedding when they arrive at the castle. I don't know whether it's the night before or the night after they got married. And, and Madonna is holding Rocco... And she's in, like, a beautiful, I think, camel coat. And she's got a hat on and she's got a, a veil over her face. And, it, and she looks like... She looks like the, they look like a prince and princess in a castle. I have to, I have, I have to look that up. I'm going to look that up when, as soon as we're done here. But because you brought that up, Princess Diana's brother, Earl Spencer, recently said on his own podcast, because he has a really, you know, fancy historical podcast where they really delve into history like some of his brilliant books. He said he received a phone call from Madonna around the time that she was going to marry Guy Ritchie and that they wanted to get married around the area that, I mean, not the necessarily sorry, area, but she wanted to be buried or married where Princess Diana was buried at Althorpe. This is the weirdest name drop I'll do in this entire episode. I was cooking at home one day and the phone went and this voice said, hello, it's Madonna here. And I thought, well, who on earth is this? It's too ridiculous. And then I realised it was. And she said she wanted to get married. This was when she was getting married to Guy Ritchie and used my house for the wedding. And we had this rather surreal conversation where I was just thinking, this is, this is beyond belief. And then at the end, she just said, and how are you doing? And I said, I'm fine, thanks. How about you? And then she said, well, I'd recommend you don't give birth and bring out an album in the same month. Good advice. I, stuck, <laughs> I have stuck by it religiously. <laughs> she then didn't have the wedding with me but it was at least we had that moment like that's how much they like each other that's where she wanted well, she her wanted to, so this was well, of course because guy Ritchie, she married guy Ritchie in 2001 so diana had, had had gone at this point had died so she wanted yes. to get married at diana's grave I mean, the, the home, the estate, not necessarily the, that little island where Diana, Diana's buried on, but still Diana having that a place in her heart, clearly still that she's calling up Earl Spencer asking if that's where she could get married. Uh, do I have time for one more story? Yes, you do. 
you do. Kind of related, not kind of related. I just thought it was really interesting. JFK Jr. desperately wanted both Madonna and Princess Diana on the cover of his magazine, George. He briefly dated Madonna. I don't know if you remember that. I believe that was in 1988. So he reached out to Madonna. George was a huge deal for him. Um, this was his magazine. He was going in this direction instead of going into politics. This was kind of his way of flirting with politics, having a political magazine, which didn't necessarily exist yet. He asks Madonna to dress as his mother after they've dated to dress as his mother on the cover of George and Madonna is I mean it would have been a brilliant picture right can you imagine her with the, with the Jackie an icon hair as an and icon. the pink dress as I mean well and also don't forget she dressed up as Marilyn his father's mistress in her material girl video and so to but, be to play both of those women so would would but Madonna turned it down clearly Absolutely. And she was like ruthless about it. She's like, thanks, Johnny boy. I'm not going to do it. She was absolutely ruthless about it. And then he also asked what, Princess do you know what, Diana was, was, to dress was, 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 so just, just to jump in, was, was Jackie Kennedy still alive at this point? Onassis that she was by then. Uh, let me see what year it was. But he had this really a really good idea to tell the truth about his mother. I doubt she was alive, if we're being honest. So I, think I want she you to, I've dated you and I want you to dress as my dead mother. Jackie O had been dead for a year when he asked Madonna to be on the I mean, cover. I can see why she and thought she it was wanted, a bit creepy. He wanted her to sit on a just a huge pile of books that had been written about Jackie O, and he wanted the truth about his mother to be inside, like a story about this. You know, all of these are myths. This is the truth about my mom, and she and Madonna re replies. Dear Johnny Boy, because she loved to mess with him, this says, thanks for asking me to be your mother, but I'm afraid I could never do her justice. My eyebrows aren't thick enough, for one. That's a bit rude, because Madonna's got notoriously thick eyebrows. <laughs> Madonna has got... One of the things that Madonna talks about from her past that she hates in photos is how thick and hideous her eyebrows are. So she's he, that is maybe, a diss. Maybe she's just... Maybe she's being facetious, but they also wanted to put um, Princess Diana on the cover. JFK Jr. met with her in secret at the Carlisle in, in NYC, which is where Harry and Meghan sometimes stay. And um, she said absolutely no. They wanted, I think, I believe they wanted her to dress as George Washington, and they wanted her on the very first cover. And there was a legitimate back and forth, but my, Diana didn't want to do anything that might disrespect the monarchy at the time. Wow. Well, I, I also think, you know, my spidey sense tells me as well that the fact that that article would have been Madonna dressed as Jackie sat on a book, pile of books about Jackie on an article that was about the real Jackie. Why would Madonna do that? It's not even about her. It's not even about her. The, you, right. the way you would get Madonna on the cover is to sell her that half the magazine's going to be about her and that it's all going to be about her and it's going to be the truth about Madonna and we'll get you, Madonna, to sit on a pile of books. So that is just, that's just bad celebrity talent management, if you ask me. But uh, what do well, I know? Who's going to say no to JFK Jr.? Obviously, some very bold, brave women did, but I wouldn't. No, there <laughs> are, I don't think there are many women that said no to JFK Jr. and fewer said no to his father. Now, Christo and I really didn't get into Princess Diana's cover as much as we could have. 
but one of JFK Jr.'s co-workers said, we wanted to put Princess Diana on the cover. There were all these calls back and forth. She was in town and staying at the Carlisle. I can't remember who hatched this scheme that he should go in disguise, JFK Jr., but we were laughing and carrying on, oh, go as this, go as that. And finally, he was like, I'm not going anywhere in disguise. That's the stupidest thing ever. It just wasn't him. Um, she reports that JFK Jr. had tea with the princess. And when he came out, she said, well, how was she? And he's like, she's tall, taller than I thought. She's very nice, shy, a little coy, but she's not going to do it. At the end of the day, all he cared about was getting a yes to the cover of George. Everything else was kind of whatever. According to Fox News, executive editor Elizabeth Mitchell added that Diana's death in 1997 at age 36 greatly impacted Kennedy. When Diana died, I remember calling him at home and saying, we're going to have to do something. And he said, yeah, okay, we'll talk about it. So I called a meeting to discuss it. He just didn't come. He wasn't showing up on time, which he normally would never do. We kept delaying. And finally, he came in and said, I can't do it right now. I, I, need, I need to clean my office. It was obvious that he was having an emotional response to the tragedy and finding it difficult. He kept saying, I don't see why this needs to be a story. In the end, we did this incredible photo essay of the morning going on in London. Now, let me go back to to dieforedaily.com because I remember I read another book about I remember I read another book about JFK's meeting with Diana and I thought he said something about her legs to another one of his employees. So this is according to the book Fairy Tale Interrupted, a memoir of life, love, and loss. According to the author, JFK Jr. and Diana had never met each other, but the two had much in common. He wanted to do a respectful piece, she says. Princess Diana was not sold. She wrote John a note that said, thank you so much, but not right now. Everyone back at George wanted details. He was very careful what he said, Matt Berman, author of JFK Jr., George and Me Remembers. The one funny thing he said was, she's got a great pair of legs. <laughs> Berman drew a sketch of Diana in a George Washington hat for Kennedy to pitch to the princess. They spoke about both meeting Mother Teresa and JFK Jr. thought Diana was lovely. I remember too. I know we're, we're, we're talking smack about the crown. I know, I know, I know. But I remember as we got closer to, to the Diana years thinking, oh, wouldn't it be fun if they covered the JFK Jr. secret meeting at the Carlisle. Who could play JFK Jr.? And I had like all these names in my head. Um, so kind of disappointing that they didn't do that because that would have been fun. How much effort went into that secretive encounter? All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this Madonna slash Princess Diana themed episode of the Today for Daily podcast. Obviously, this is dedicated to our friend Christo Fufas, who is losing his mind at the Madonna concert right now as we speak. He's going multiple nights, so he might run away with Madonna. Who knows? And quickly, while I have your attention, I'm so blown away by the success of our Princess Kate heart hands jumper. You can get yours at todiefordaily.com. Um, they look great. I have purchased a regular one and a Christmas one. 
but they're looking great. They're shipping quickly, but I just, I want to warn you, I don't know how quickly they'll ship the closer we get to the holiday season, but if you want one, if you love the Princess of Wales, you're going to love this sweatshirt. You can get it as a sweatshirt. You can get it as a shirt. It's the cutest thing ever. We love the Princess of Wales, and now we get to rock it on our sweatshirt. Get your Princess Kate Harthand sweatshirt at todiefordaily.com. Make sure you subscribe and like this podcast episode. I greatly appreciate your time, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. 